2: we're all beginning to get back to business, so it's time to let customers know. OnPost Commerce is here to help you get through. And nothing gets through to your customers like direct mail. We put your message directly into their hands and their homes, targeting key areas in your locality, delivered by a familiar face that you can trust. See how effective direct mail can be for your business at onpost.com/commerce. OnPost Commerce for your world. Terms and conditions apply.
0: You better preach it, better
3: be preach it, say, it, say it. Uh, welcome to Preach can't Preach here with another episode, another sermon. Uh we, this time we're talking about part three of our series, The Point Guards. I'm I'm joined by Rashad as always. And a newcomer, yep. my boy Alfonso Washington, man. How's it going? What's good, what's good. I'm good, man. Hey, man. So we the, the, now you done came in on our part our part three, you know, we've been through the shooting guards, had a little debate about who was about different orders and a small four debate really was just like the last, you know, last spot. But uh the point guard, I think this is where it gets a little tricky. Uh really about you know, guys' preferences and and who we who we value more and what we value more. So it's going to be very interesting, so let's go ahead and get it started right away. Uh, point guard, it's number one, I think, on everybody's list. If you make it a point guard list, if he's not number one, you need to start over. And that's Magic Johnson. Uh, 12-time All-Star, went to the finals nine times, one to five times, three-time MVP, uh, multiple uh, assist champs, steal champ, 10-time, all, 10-time All-NBA, and, of course, he won three finals MVP. What can we say about Magic Johnson.
2: You already said it all. Truth be told. Honestly, man, I think uh, what really pushed me over um, on Magic is I'm just thinking about that rookie year um, when, you know, when Kareem got hurt and he came in, he stepped up, and he played all five positions. (laughs) Man went one through five and did everything. Um, Battling his HIV, still wanting to play. The man who, like – from the get-go, from college, throughout the pros. I mean, the accolades, they speak for themselves. What, 12-time All-Star, five-time NBA champ, three-time MVP, four-time assist champ, two-time Steel champ. Like, the the man hooped.
3: Yeah, he was a problem. He brought that Showtime Lakers. Like, he brought Lakers out of, like, I want to say they, they was never there. But, you know, when you, Will Chamberlain and Jerry West, they couldn't never win. You know, multiple multiple championships, and then here come Kareem and here come Magic together, and boom, five and dominated the eighties throughout the most part. And Magic had a, a a huge role in that.
1: Yeah, a lot of people forget he only played twelve true seasons before he had to go out with the whole HIV thing. So you know. He could have probably, guys like LeBron, MJ, they played 15, 16 years. So Magic could have easily compile more stats over the next three to five years had he stayed, you know, year 13. Oh, yeah, 14, this was the 15, guy 15. a guy with
3: triple double alert, 2011 and seven for a career. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. Say the least. And, and of course, shooting over 50%. I mean, he didn't really shoot that many threes, but I mean, he at, at one point it was called Tragedy Johnson, but he, he kind of right that ship and then became overscored. So, he did. He did evolve his game. He didn't one of these guy. He's not one of these guys that just stay, um, stay packed. He just always tried to improve. And uh, Magic, Magic is iconic uh, in the NBA and in all kinds of sports like that. So, and he's in the Hall of Fame twice too for Dream Team and yeah, the so that, too. that's it. Yeah, that's that Dream Team was something special. So let's go on to our number two. Um, I have Isaiah Thomas. Afonso has Isaiah Thomas, and uh, Rashad, you have big go. So. So tell tell us why you got the number two.
1: Well, the big goal, we know, we know, a wrestler don't know what with the whole triple double thing. So the big goal is the actual leader in triple doubles, one hundred eighty one of those. Over his, if you look at his first five six seasons, he averaged a triple double for all those seasons. He was an MVP. His rookie scoring average of thirty point five points per game is the third highest of any rookie ever. And then he's a twelve time All Star. He won a ring with Kareem. Let the league and assist six times and in his era, you know, again the assist was counted differently. Eleven times all NBA. You know, he just feel I just feel like, you know, he's one of those guys that kinda gets overlooked because the game wasn't as exposed as it was in you know the nineties the with Jordan and he didn't have that rival kinda like how Magic and Bird had a rival. So I think he kinda gets overlooked because of that. But I mean this guy is twenty six thousand points for his career, almost ten thousand assists. 7,000 boards, you know, and those numbers basically rival Magic's, and he's a triple threat, just like Magic, just a better scorer, so I think he's number two. I mean, he played in an era with guys like Wilt, and this dude was getting just as many rebounds, them kind of guys, so, you know, I think we had to give him a little credit for that, even though the era was different because of the exposure, and he was
2: still one of the top two, three players in his era. I think that's why I kind of overlooked him on my list, because... Um, the game wasn't really exposed like that and you know not too many people was too heavy into basketball at that time um but like you said with his numbers uh you you can't really argue that um and I could I can understand why you would have him at number two I really actually struggled with that one um and not having him there but I would say that if you gave the big O, Kareem, as long as Magic had him, those two spots are reversed.
1: Oh, definitely, because Kareem was, I mean, Big O kind of won his ring because of Kareem, so definitely, you know, he, he would have had all of Kareem's prime. He would have at least got three or four more rings, too, probably.
3: Yeah, I can see that as well, but see, I am I see why me and Fonzo got Isaiah Thomas. Like I just think Isaiah Thomas was, like, the first, like, guard that was, like, a dog, like, you, know, you being 6'1", 6'2", and being able to put a team on your back and 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 dominate like he did in the eighties, late eighties and early nineties. I think I think that bad boys Pistons, of course, he got a lot of light, and they had one of like the best complete teams uh, in the NBA. They Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas is just I don't know it's it's something about Isaiah Thomas that make you like make make you like just you excited to watch him play. I mean, he only he got nineteen points a game, nine assists for his career, so. He was a scorer and a passer. Uh, and like I said, in, in that late 80s, when you're trying to battle, battle a six nine-point guard in magic and try to stop the stacked team of a Boston in the 80s. It it was I mean, it was pretty hard for, for the Pistons to finally get over that hump and beat Larry Bird, finally get to the finals. But like I said, it's always he you always had that one iconic moment in what Isaiah Thomas did in that game six where he busted his ankle and he out here limping around and still giving the buckets. And if he was able to play Game Seven, who knows? Magic probably wouldn't have got that ring. It probably could. it probably would have pissed. It probably would have took that one too. So, I like Isaiah Thomas in that one as my number two all time point guard. Just his iconic moment. Just I mean, kind of like sway with me the most. Um, but like I said, I, I have no knock for you uh, putting Big O number two.
1: At all. Yeah, I mean, I got, yeah, I got Isaiah number three. So it's not like a far drop off from what you guys have. It's just I think Big O's you know more. He has more points than Magic. He has basically career number, basically the same assist as Isaiah, and he has more rebounds, which is comparable to Magic, and he's a better free throw shooter than Isaiah, so the triple threat combined with just has been a little bit more efficient. That's why I got number two over Isaiah, but it's not like a far drop-off. We all have Isaiah consensus mm-hmm. top three, so it's not a big drop-off.
2: Yeah, and then <laughs> Isaiah used to give Mike and the Bulls the business. Like, they couldn't they couldn't do nothing with him, and for someone to take it to who is everyone, for the most part, everybody's GOAT. And he was the reason why Jordan couldn't get past the first round, past the second round, for years upon years upon years upon years. So because of that alone puts him in that top two, top three conversation.
3: Going on to number three, we all have different ones, but Rashad already revealed who who is third one. So I have John Stockton, and Alfonso has Steve Nash. (laughs) (laughs) What? <laughs> <Steve and> they- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. So go you go ahead and explain why you got Steve Nash so high as a top three point guard of all time. All
2: right. Now I got Nash over, over Stockton because of personal preference. <laughs> I just love Steve Nash Um, as someone who has played point guard my whole entire life. I like Steve Nash more than I like John Stockton. I'm not saying that John Stockton is not great. I'm not saying that uh, he's not a good point guard. He is definitely a great point guard, one of the greatest point guard. I like him as much as I like Steve Nash, which is why I have <laughs> Steve Nash over here. It don't have nothing to do with the stats, none of that stuff, because I recognize and I realize and I respect it. Me, personally, I just like Nash when than Stockton. That's why I got him so low and why I got Nash so high.
3: The reason I got John Stockton over you know, Rashad's number two in Big O. John Stockton got all right. So we know we know about how records always being broke, right? right. I, I think John Stockton has the two records that would never ever be broken in NBA history. I don't think there's no way that nobody's gonna catch him in assists, and they're not gonna catch him in steals. Uh, and for a long stretch in the nineties, like you know, the, the Utah Jazz was always always consistent, always at the top. Uh, him with Karl Malone duo. You know lost two ring, lost two finals against Chicago Bulls, but I mean, you can't really knock him for that. But uh, just John Stockton that that assists that assist record and that steals record, and just the fact that you know he's just a normal looking guy that you don't think can uh can, can can give you problems. John Stockton did. Uh, he wasn't really much of a scorer, but like I said, you you get you give you give him that assist, he got everybody involved, steals. And th- those two just alone just uh just kind of drove me to put them there because I don't see I don't see somebody even getting close to to
1: this records. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to go Isaiah number three because of all the reasons you guys said. You know, two-time champion, five-time All NBA, assist champion, and again, I mean, I, I only I only have Stockton one notch below what you have, Keo. I have Stockton at four, and it's basically for the same reasons you said. In his prime, Stockton was. About 16 points, 12, 13 assists, and he's a – I know the club is 50-40-90, but Stockton is consistent, 50-40-80. I mean, the guy made the all-defensive team a couple times, as evidenced by his all-time career steals. So, I mean, you really can't knock John Stockton for what he didn't do in the playoffs because him and Carmelone, they were a great tandem. and He has those assists because of Carmelone, who's second in points. So – you know, Stockton had a good game, but um, I can't. I don't think Stockton ever go higher than four for me, just because of guys like Magic, Big Isaiah. They were better scorers, almost equally as efficient, and they just had more of a well-rounded game versus Stockton was kind of just a mid-range. You know, he'd get to the line, hit the free throws, and he would always make the right pass. But he and another thing people forget this dude was. Crazy, crazy, healthy man. Like he only missed probably, what maybe twenty two, twenty three games out of his whole nineteen year career. That's, like, very, that's crazy. I think, yeah, I think I think his first thirteen season he only missed like four games, and he probably missed like another eighteen, nineteen in that ninety eight year because of, like a knee or some something, something like that. But dude was crazy healthy. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's very impressive. Like the Jazz made the playoffs eighteen of the nineteen years he was in the league. So. I mean, you got to give him a nod just for longevity and staying healthy.
3: All right, well, let's move on to our number our number four of all time, where I have big old Rashad revealed here John Stockton. Alfonso has the first guy on the list, and that's Jason Kidd. So, explain to me why you got Jason Kidd as your top four-point guard.
2: J-Kidd. I got J-Kidd there because for the four different teams that he played for, uh, Mavericks, Suns, Nets, Knicks, numbers were there in every single case. Looking at his points, uh, wow! Really, only averaged twelve point six a game.
3: Well, you know how his last, his last couple of years he really wasn't a scorer, but probably he didn't for, have to.
2: He but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got I got Jason Kidd there just because in any place that he was at, he was always consistent. You knew he was going to get the ball to the proper person, whether it's getting the ball to VC or getting the ball to dirt, getting the ball to whoever. He was going to get there. He was going to score when he had to, and he was just a true leader. When you think about a point guard, someone running the team, someone who is what, the coach on the floor at all times. Jay Kidd was running the show from the get-go. Now, y'all having Big O, or you having Ke- Big O, Kev, I understand that, and I told y'all why I don't have the Big O up there, just because for me – the game wasn't that popular and you weren't really exposed to it, but I'm not saying that he shouldn't be there there in the same spot. Again, this is another personal preference for me. Um And to be honest, like growing up, I didn't even like Jason Kidd like that. to call him Jason Kidd. He had no J. He couldn't shoot. <laughs> couldn't shoot. But when you think about a point guard, that's going to be someone who's going to get the ball to the shooters. You think about those Nets teams going up against uh, the Lakers. Who really expected the Nets the Nets to make it to the finals? Would they make it like two, three years in a row? Yeah. They yeah, made that, it back that twice, yeah. Right. And that's unbelievable. I couldn't believe that was happening at that time. But Jason Kidd was pretty much making it with dudes like Carrie Kittles and Kenyon Martin, who was decent, a decent power forward, but Really, no name. Hey, Kenyon was lit in that time, though.
1: That was, that was Kenyon before the knee injury. That was that was good Kenyon right there, though. Yeah, he was good,
2: but... Lob it up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was that was Lob City before L.A.
3: So...
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I just respect Jason Kidd's leadership style. I I just respect how he played the game as a point guard. He understood what was supposed to happen, and he could manipulate and break things down so quickly.
3: Yeah, and... For, for your reasons about Jason Kidd going four different places and actually making an impact on each one, it's not like it's not like these guys who just play on different teams and they had a ghost work to go be, to become great. Um, some, like for example, like somebody like Johnson Phillips, for example, uh, wherever Jason Kidd went, he elevated that team, he kind of put people on the map. Um, like uh, he kind of helped Tyson Chandler's career out in New York and in Dallas, uh, you know, playing alongside Dirk that helped Dirk tremendously. Uh, like you said, Kid Martin, making make him making him better than probably what he could have been. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, just a kid. You, you see that all these really point guards. Like this was a guy who actually became a coach. And I mean, he he wasn't uh, he was solid. He wasn't one greatest coach, but as a coach on the floor, he was tier tier one uh, above above a lot of people. So I, I, I can I can respect just a kid at number four.
1: I like Jay Kid, and he is in my top eight. He's a little bit further down from me, but I have to. He did he make everybody better? Yeah, is he one of the most versatile point guards we've ever seen? As For us, as, you know, he could guard. He's a bigger guard. So he can guard certain people that a guy like Steph Curry maybe can't guard. But Jason Kidd shoots forty percent from the field. That ain't <laughs> that ain't it. That, that ain't it, bro. That that ain't it. This dude only averaged twelve points a game. Like he's a triple. He's a triple threat. You know, he's up there on the triple doubles list. Twelve points, six points a game, and you shooting forty percent. And, I mean, most point guards usually to shoot around 80% from the free throw. So, he's at 78%. So, I can't be knocking for that. But he came into the league with no jump shot. He learned how to shoot. And he finished pretty high on the three-point list, too. But, man, just that 40% career field goal was from a guy who was getting easy layups mm-hmm. and stuff like that. All right, J.K., you got to do better than that, brother. <laughs> 40%? No. <laughs> That's terrible.
3: you're no, right. You're right. But, hey. Like you said, he, well, he did finish. Well, I think when he retired, he was top five, three-point made. But, uh you know, somebody else knocked him out of that spot. So we're going to our number, our number five spot. And uh, this is where we have somebody who's playing currently in the NBA. Uh, I have Steph Curry. Rashad has Steph Curry. And Alfonso has Chris Paul. So we got we got, we got got two guys that's currently playing in the NBA. Uh, Alfonso, since you got Chris Paul, let, let, me, let me hear your, your story about Chris Paul being number five.
2: All right, from a point guard standpoint, I think that CP3 is a better point guard than Stephen Curry. Um, and I think for me, what, what kind of takes that away or takes Steph off for me is we're looking, more people are looking at him in his shooting and looking at him as a pure shooter. So... You kind of get lost, or I kind of get lost in the fact that, yeah, this is the man that's bringing the ball up all the time. But I know, I know that Chris Paul is, number one, not going to be looking to score all the time. When you see Steph bring the ball up the court, most of the time he's looking to go pull that thing. Susie Cross, the half-court line, he is in shooting range. He's going to pull unless he sees somebody open. When Chris Paul gets the inbound pass, he's looking down the court to get it to whoever. And that's every single time. Now he's going to go get his um from the floor wherever he needs to if he has to, but as a actual point guard, um, someone who is a facilitator on the floor, he's going to get that job done at any cost. And he's going to play defense on you. Now even though that Steph Curry be breaking that man ankles on a regular basis, but he D's he up most most defenders and most uh, point guards are now. All
3: right, so, yeah, I got I got Steph Curry as my fifth. And really, when we look way back, maybe like 10 years from now, we look back at what Steph Curry did with the Warriors, uh, we're going to, like, realize that that championship team that they had before Kevin arrived, when you really look at it, you'd be like, how did they, you know, how did they win the championship?
1: Injuries. Yeah,
3: one, one injuries, but to me, if you if you think about what how when, when Draymond's career over, you go like okay he really wasn't all that. Trash. And then if Clay if Clay stays with the Warriors and never goes, and we can't reveal whether he can lead a team, which I mean I say he can't. But if you realize like Clay, okay he really is a, is, is just an All Star version of a three and D wing. How did they win a championship? And yes, injuries played played a big part in that too. But it's like he was the he was the lead guy on the team to win a championship, even though. They gave FP to Iguidala uh, for you know not letting LeBron score 50 points a game. Uh but
2: no, he yeah, averaged like 30.
3: <laughs> but <laughs> Steph Curry, but Steph Curry, he really uh, revolutionized the game. Um, he would go down as a top 10 iconic player to ever play the game. And his yes, he's more of a scorer than a you know than a passer from a point guard standpoint, but when it's all said and done, he's gonna like obliterate Ray Alley three point may i think he's like maybe 100 or 200 away from him now so one more season of that which curry averages like over 400 three pointers made so he'll break that halfway through the next season and um uh, with with the route he's going he's probably going to be over ray allen about one to two thousand i'm just giving a good range and we're going to say man this this guy i mean all he did was shoot three is what we're going to say but but he he saw he's shooting at a at a, at a really good good rate uh, where he's at, I think he's at forty three percent, and that's that's amazing. So Steph Curry is my fifth point guard. Right.
1: See, yeah, I have Steph Curry there too. I mean, just for all the stuff you said, but I think he kind of gets a bad rap because he is so elite mm-hmm. at shooting. People don't look at his passing because Steph is a he's, he's an underrated passer. Like he, the way their offense is set up, it's more of a get the hockey assist versus get the actual count number assist. So, I think, you know, he won't be as high on the assist list as a guy like Chris Paul or maybe a Steve Nash, but Steph basically took the Steve Nash blueprint of – I guess, he, he can score better than Steve Nash. He can probably pass just as good, if not better than Steve Nash, better handle. And he's a way better defender than Steve Nash. So, he kind of took that blueprint, stretched the game out to be able to shoot from from the time the dude gets to do get to half court, he's in range. And he's a he's just a, a sneaky defender, man. Like Steph, he gambles sometimes. He's a sneaky defender. Like he let the league in steal the So he's a sneaky defender. So he'll probably get pretty decent on the steals list. But as far as the assist list, because he has guys like Draymond who can initiate offense. He has Sean Livingston who can initiate offense. He has Igor who can initiate some of the offense. Even we have Kevin Durant who can initiate some offense at times. So still you know, counting numbers on the assist side. Won't be as high, but just being his assist averages of like 6.9 and 8.5, 7.7. So he, he hovers around six or seven assists every year. So his assist numbers don't look as eye popping at like a Chris Paul or stopping, but Steph is a good, good passer.
3: All right. Well, let's go on to our number six point guard. Um, where I had this is where I have Jason Kidd, Rashad has Jason Kidd, and this is where Fonzo uh, put Steph Curry. So we pretty much already covered it, but um, it's it, it really is um like after after like magic you, you kinda of, like you said you see how we kind of we, we kind of pick our point guards based on our preferences and and who we like um i think this kid right now is is number is number six, but he will i think the i think like how found we got chris paul already above him he i think chris Paul will pass him on my list and um, and of course a guy like westbrook i think can pass him so as of right now, kid is my six. Uh, for the reasons uh, Fonzo, mentioned, er, Fonzo mentioned earlier, but um, like I said, uh, if, if Jason, if Jason Kidd could have, you know, helped Melo get to the finals on the Knicks, you know, that probably could prop him up a little bit more because uh, like, he got, like I said, he got the Nets to the finals. He helped get the Mavericks to the finals. Now, if he if he was able to get the Knicks there, hey, I'm trying Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd would be probably he probably would still be five right now on my list above curry until until, you know, a couple more seasons for whatever. But I I still got Jason kid
2: six. Man, you get to the finals with Melo, you're all time great. <laughs> hey, that's
3: some hey, that's some that's that's some real shit right there. But he did
1: get the Knicks the most success they had in so long because they were you know, Mello was barely making the playoffs with them and then Jason Kidd comes and they have their best with like a fifty something win season with Mike Woodson. They get in the second round. So I mean and that was mostly because of Jason Kidd's veteran leadership. And Chris Paul, I have him same spot as Kev. So Chris Paul has the potential to rise. I think on my list, Steph Curry has the potential to rise. Like I think by the time Steph's career ends, I'll probably have him up to number three or four, probably number three. I think he'll probably pass Isaiah just on. He has actual MVPs, first name MVP, and he'll probably get maybe two more rings. And I think Chris Paul will probably pass Jason Kidd at some point, even though Kidd is – a Triple threat, Chris Paul is way more efficient, just just as good a defender, even though he's smaller, so I think Chris Paul can probably get to the top five top i mean season.
3: I mean chris Paul is built for his for his stature of six feet that's a man, like you're not running through chris Paul, you know you mean unless you you got you have to be a bigger guy, but you've seen a guy like chris Paul how he can defend a guy like Kevin Durant, get up into him and you know make stuff difficult. chris Paul really is a really good defender and uh like I said, I got him I got him seven on my list, and he will pass. He will pass as a kid. Probably should be passing him now. I probably should have him pass now. But um, if, I just – I really wish Chris Paul never got hurt last year against the Warriors because, man, I'm trying to tell you, I 100% believe that they would have won that series uh, and finally could knock off that. I can't get to the finals with Chris Paul and then Harden knock off that I'm not going to blow it or I'm not going to choke, as they say all the time that he does. So I think if, if if Chris Paul and Jake Hart can somehow get together and they can beat the Warriors, um, then that that definitely rises Chris Paul up on um, the board um, after this season. No, he's taking it too much, bro. Like,
1: I have a hard time moving him up. he get hurt at the wrong time
3: every year. Like, come yes. on, man. It, it, the 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 shot he got hurt on, like, he – I mean – I guess he he really didn't have to do it (laughs) to, to an extent. I mean, I understand he was he was closing the game out. But hey, I mean the the torque he was doing and all that and just like it happened at the wrong time and and there was no way there was no way Warriors weren't gonna take advantage of that because they was on ropes last year and Rockets had him on ropes in that in that final
1: round, like like about to knock him out and Warriors got let off the hook again. So Yeah, Chris Paul, he's he's when he's in the playoffs and he's actually healthy, he's 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 amazing when he's healthy and there, but Dude, stay they ended too much, regular season and playoffs, I mean, we can give him credit for he got the Hornets to the playoffs. He got the Clippers there. But at the same time, when he got there, he didn't really do much. And this, wasn't, this was not this an era where there really weren't major – like the Warriors hadn't got KD yet. So, you know, he, he had windows where he could have advanced past first, second round. I mean, he knocked the Spurs out one year. <laughs> he got he hurt. out second round. So, he <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and and then, yeah, so, you know, he's had chances where he could have gotten further. Like, there were years when people were picking the Clippers to go to the final, and they were getting bounced second round. So, and, you know, he has a good good skill set. He's very diverse, offensive and defensive. He controls the game with tempo. Very efficient guy. But just him always being injured and stuff like that, that's, that's my biggest knock against him.
3: Great leader, though. I can tell you one reason why. <laughs> I'm going to give you two little points real quick about Chris Paul, and then we can move on. But uh So, out of all the West teams, you know, it's 15 of them. The Hornets and the Clippers are the only teams that have not made the Western Conference Finals since, like, 2000. So, Chris Paul been on the Hornets, he been on the Clippers, and they haven't gotten there. And he played a huge role because once he get hurt, or when you're the, the Conference Finals against uh, the Lakers, um he I mean, he wasn't, they, they wasn't going to stop Kobe. So that's a different story. But, uh, and another reason why Chris Paul, you know, it's kind of hard to put him up there is, you know, the NBA blocked him. He could have been playing with Kobe Bryant and he could have, a he could have uh, uh, he been the, he, he could have been what he is with the Harden
0: Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes.
3: Now, but like way back when, when he was, I guess, more, you know, quote unquote, more of his prime. And I, that kind that kind of hurt him a little bit too, because that that changed his legacy a lot, uh, not being able to play with a superstar right like earlier in his career than he is now. Uh, so that kind that kind of made him have to be the guy. And I don't, I don't think it's hard for point guards to be like the number one. Um, just just I mean, just in my opinion, because you see, like we said, kid, how he was helping Dirk and. The Nets was a complete team, low key. You know, we having Kerry Kittles and Key Big Horn, guys like that, key and Kia Martin. Um, the big old needed Kareem, thought they needed Malone. Now, mean, Thomas was a dog, but he had Dumars and he had the the two, you know, Lemire and uh, Mahorn up, up there in front banging. And I mean, even Matt Johnson had James Worthy and Kareem. So I mean, it's it, it is kind of hard for like point guards to 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 be the the man. So I can understand, but like Chris Paul was able to have a have a Kobe like he's supposed to, or um, If he can stay healthy with having James Harden, then you know maybe maybe if he can finally get over that hump. I don't know.
1: So for anybody to move Chris Paul up, outside of longevity of him moving up on the assist list and steals list, scoring list, outside of those count number things, what does he need to do to move up higher? You got to win the rings. For, for, for yeah, for me, it's just to have some at least just make True. the finals. Not he, even he don't win the ring, just make the finals. Being James Harden number two.
3: Yeah, and if if I I really think that last year they win they they win against the Warriors if you stay healthy I think they beat Cavaliers I mean that I would I would favor I would favor the Rockets over the Cavaliers in that finals so that would have been his that would be his best shot because it's not like the Cavaliers was a strong team uh, like for like, for example this year if they was to to somehow knock off the Warriors you about to run into the Raptors Sixers Bucks who you can arguably say they all have better players you know, than the Rockets. Even though Jaden Hardy played on the MVP level, you can say Giannis is a better player. You, at least you can debate it. You can debate how great NBA is. You can debate Kawhi and, I mean, even, a, even a, a, a deep team like Boston or something like that. So last, last year, I think, it was the perfect time. And even if you slay the beast in the Golden State Warriors, that does not guarantee this year the championship. But like you said, if you can get there, if you slay the Warriors, I, it's, 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 it's a very, very chance I can, I can rise them up quickly. You can respect that. We going on to our last one of the top eight. I me, mean, Rashad have Westbrook, and this is where uh, Alfonso has uh John Stockton.
1: Man, stop by hey, my list, first dog. Of all,
3: first of all, <laughs> all right, so Russ, Russ, the triple double machine that he is, he will pass Big O, um, triple doubles, um, at some point. But if it's it's kind of hard for me to to to, to change Russ' legacy because I feel like when Kevin, when Kevin Durant left. And he had that first trip of the other season. We were so impressed because he's like he had to do every single thing. He, I think he his trajectory of of being a, one of the best point guards ever was very very high. Like he was going at a, at an angle crazy. But now you got Paul George and he having a career year. You got Steve Adams being one of the best centers in the game. You, they bring they bring over another another uh, secondary ball handler and Dennis Schroeder. And it feels like it feels like Russ is getting like I don't know. If, I mean maybe it's the media or whatever, but it's like. Now his triple double is third season in a row he's doing this is like being being like I don't know on a back burner because of how great Paul George is most of the Thunder players in the starting lineup are having career years and yet he's still doing what he's doing which is what he he averaging
1: for this year is 23,
3: 10, 11, twenty three ten and eleven. 11 and we, we I mean I'm not saying weird but it's like the norms the society hold is like we nobody cares about Russ is that like he's not doing anything and games where Paul George put up forty five and hit a game winner, Russ got thirty five with a triple double, and I mean I don't, I don't know maybe maybe that's that's, that's that 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 player they on your team is taking away attention like you know when Shaq was dominating in the finals it felt like Kobe, like Kobe didn't do anything but he was right there maybe the same thing with uh, LeBron and Wade and Boston like like we like, like, like Boston Wade didn't do anything. You know what I'm saying, but maybe, maybe just the greatness of Paul George this year, and we forget about Russ, But, um,
1: no, it's, it's the media, really. The, the media, I like mean,
3: he does get he does put out some uh say some crazy stuff, <laughs> some crazy stuff to him. But, I mean, he's right there when you talk about prom. And, I mean, yes, he uses a letter system for most of it, he's not really a not really a good shooter. But if he can, if he gets some, yeah, <laughs> <To say them. laughs> if, if he can, if he can somehow, you know, if because to me, it's still his team, um, whether Paul George is the better player or not, that's. Somebody else to debate, but if if they have an equally amount of chances, I think. I mean, I know it's gonna be hard to beat the Warriors, but when you got Paul George playing at MVP level and you have a Russ who can be a top ten, top fifteen player any given night, I mean, it's 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 kind of it's kind of hard for me to to say that Russ doesn't belong in this list. But he, I mean, his stats are just gonna like elevate his his game, and when he's all said and done, he's probably gonna. He's probably going to have like twenty three nine and nine or something like that for a career because rebound the rebounders are coming up now. So he was rebounding like that early in his career. So he's kind of lacking on that. But I think he'll he'll get that up and he'll be right there when it's all said and done.
1: Man, I can't believe you put John in <laughs> number eight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: the all time assistant, and steals leader number eight. Personal preference, bro. Personal preference. That's the only. That's really the only reason why I I, I don't have him in the top three. Like, um, just thinking about it, honestly, uh, when I saw y'all's list, I was like, dang, I, I really got stopped in <laughs> all the <laughs> way down here at number eight. But um, I have to defend it as, as just my personal preference. And um, with y'all having Russ, I would I would have Russ on there. Um, I just can't take Steve Nash off just because I love Steve Nash, man. This is this come from uh somebody who when Steve Nash was putting out his little uh workout tapes and all that stuff I had those you know I I bought the Steve Nash tapes <laughs> and all that stuff I wasn't a Laker fan but I was excited as hell when when Steve Nash went to the Lakers I thought they was going to do something with that team that was disappointing but um yeah Russ Russ is one who should be in that top 8 um conversation can be in that top five conversation. I think he will be in that top five conversation when it's all said and done, just based upon um, his triple-double numbers alone. This man could really uh, end up retiring, averaging a tri- triple-double based upon his athleticism. I think he has that type of game and hunger to want that. He's going to go out there and fight. Like Everybody always talks about how Kobe had that that, that dog in him and all that fight, and that's what Russ has, which is why I understand y'all having him on this list and why he should be in that conversation and why I think he will be in that top five, possibly top three conversation when it's all said and done for Russ. I can't
1: see Russ getting that high. Like, If we had to forecast this, we'll just say five years out when Russ is probably on the downside and Chris Paul's probably about to retire and stuff like that. I'll say at the highest, Russ could probably be going to be maybe six because I think Magic yeah. will always be number one. Um, I think Isaiah's going to always be a lock in the top three. And based on what Steph Curry's doing, I think he'll always be around the top four or five. Uh, John's stopped an all-time assistant still. You can't say it enough. I think he'll always be around that top five, top six. And we already mentioned how we think Chris Paul can rise up. So I think Westbrook can – he'll easily overtake Jason Kidd. He basically has the same skill set as Jason Kidd. <laughs> <laughs> He's a so he doubles him doubles <laughs> him in points. <laughs> I mean, it's not much, but he shoots better than Jason Kidd. So I Bally. think Russ can pass Kidd stuff like that. <laughs> so you know, at, at, at some point, Jason Kidd may even fall out of this list because I don't want to jump too far ahead on on the, you know on the rundown. But a guy like Ben Simmons could come out of nowhere, and, and I mean, he doesn't shoot well either, but he could probably pass Jason Kidd. But I think Russ, you know, depending on how he finishes up far as his numbers on the scoring side and triple doubles, he'll probably easily pass Big O on the all time triple double list. I don't think that makes him better than Big O, but you know, he'll, he'll eclipse him in those numbers more than likely, but Russ can easily get the number six, seven or eight. And hopefully, you know, this year they make a deep playoff run, but the media just kind of has it out for him just because they think he's, he's gigging the numbers by, you know, he's still the rebounds and stuff like that. And he's, He's throwing grenades at guys for like the three to get the assist and stuff like that. And of course, he doesn't shoot well. And then he has like that Kobe mentality of it's, it's either you're either with me or you're against me. And some guys don't really like that anymore. Like a guy like Jalen and Stephen A., they kind of like that stuff. But a guy like a Colin Cowher, he thinks Russ is the worst guy <laughs> in the NBA. So, you, you know, yeah, like it, it depends on who you look at in the media. Some guys say Russ is doing this and – he he's not. He doesn't like the fans, and he's talking down to the little kid who's bumping into him. Like, it's just weird stuff like that. So people kind of have a bad view of Russ, but the dude is crazy athletic. Probably top five we've ever seen on the most athletic side. But I mean, I like him as a player. You know, you, it's rare you get a guy who goes hard every night.
3: That's facts now. So I best with the rest of guys
1: that we did consider. Um, of course, you know, I, of course,
3: I didn't have to get Nash in my top eight, but I, I consider him. Um, I, I think, uh, like like I said in the shooting guard debate, I think that um, Mike D'Antoni's system predicated around a a guy who can pass the ball and a guy who can score, and Nash was the passer, Melo was the scorer. And that's why you see the Rockets and Mike D'Antoni so so great now because he has that and James Harden who can do both at an elite level, and so that's that's why I kind of like knock Nash a little bit is because, yes, he won two he won two MVPs, but I think he I I know he robbed my boy Kobe Bryant and Shaq yeah. they both should have got that one, and um, like if you just look at Steve Nash's MVP year versus any any other first All NBA team guy, you you, you kind of question it, but of course. When you the number one seed in the West, or you're the best team, the best player on the best team, I, I can see why that, that's how the kind of war kind of works sometimes. Um, now, if you going back to these old guys back in the day, I'm trying to tell you, I love Bob Cousy. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe you see when you see the highlights of Bob Cousy, he like, so low, driven the basketball around like he, I don't know. I, I kind of use that in my game too. You can't nobody rip you. I, I see why he did it. Um, but Bob Cousy. Hey, but he only dribbling hey, with one hand he though. Ground, <laughs> and he's dribbling around. Ain't nobody, nobody getting down that, that low. <laughs> but um, <laughs> man, Bob Bob Cruz was a
1: one hand bandit. Man, he could
3: not even dribble with the other hand. <laughs> hey, but hey, Bob Cruz. Uh, hey, he he I mean he did a lot though. Eight time assist champion. He got what? He got six rings. So, um, and he he kind of left before you know Bill Russell. See, Bill Russell lasted through both I guess both eras of the Celtics. Before after Kazi, uh, after um, with, with Kazi and after Kazi um so but because of this thing i I did consider him um gary payton of course he was a dog defensively i just don't i just don't like his game to an extent because i i want, i want a guard who can um i don't know it's just i really don't like gary Payton really that just like just like that, like vaughn said about his preference I don't like Gary Payton like I know he's a great player i just don't like him and i and I really don't know why i, I maybe maybe because he think he you know, he called himself the glove and he you know i don't know <laughs> May uh did, did y'all give me a reason why why i shouldn't i shouldn't like not, not like
1: him i mean i had gary payton like to me it was a toss up between him and rush for that number eight spot but i went to rush because of more diverse game because i mean gary payton him and mike are like the only guards who won defensive Player of the year and i mean gary was a late bloomer for his game but once he I think he blossomed when he was, like, 25. So, from, like, 25 to about <laughs> 33. Lewis he's like, 20 points a game, eight, nine assists, about five, six boards. So, he was a late bloomer, When he finally got it together, he was pretty good. And he did, you know, get a ring later on down the line with, um, dang, Miami on 06. But um, as far as, like, his prime, he was a good player. I mean, if Russ wasn't so, you know, diverse – I would have had Gary at number uh number eight, but I had uh Gary number nine and I put Walt Frazier number uh number ten. He's a twenty-six and six guy. And uh then I have Steve Nash and Tony Parker, but Steve Nash, I mean, two stolen <laughs> MVPs. The, the guy doesn't play any defense. He only he only get one steal a game. Like for a career average. I mean, I can't I can't give Steve Nash a, a top ten bump. All right, so let's go into our, like, um, guys who are playing right now.
3: And do we think that they have a shot at maybe cracking the best of the rest or even cracking the top eight? Um, So I'm just going to name a couple of guys, and we can just talk about them real quick. Uh, So guys that we consider, uh, you know, in today's game, uh, you know, like John Wall and Kyle Lowry, Kimber Walker, Daniel Lillard, Kyrie, Ray John Rondo, Ben Simmons, um, even a guy like maybe Mike Connolly, who's very underrated. Uh, so do we see uh, or or can you give a strong case to anybody um that 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 can make make the best of the rest to make the top 8 and what uh what do they have to do to get there
2: I think the only two that really have strong 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 uh possibilities are Kyrie and uh Damian Lillard um i'll say Kyrie first because Man, Kyrie right now, the way he way he been playing and if he keeps going the way that he is, as far as with nobody being being able to guard him, he really pretty much has the best handle we've ever seen in the game. Um, and if he just if he can get a ring by himself, which I don't think he will, but if in some possible way he does, he will be able to get into that, that top eight conversation. Um he just gotta be a little less selfish. <laughs> like this season, this season alone is kind of making me not really mess with Kyrie like that. But I'm a, like him regardless because he's a Duke guy. But he got to shut up, man. Like he he's been, <laughs> he's been talking so reckless to where like, dude, you you're not you're not that super super threat like a Russ is like. Uh, Giannis is yeah, you're you're great, but it's dudes who can go out there and dog you too, my dude. So man, if, if I think Kyrie could and Dame, man, and reason why I say Dame is because I just respect him because I didn't see that coming. I didn't know who the hell Damian Lillard was coming into the league when the uh Blazers drafted him. I didn't know who that was, and he has just proving me completely wrong throughout his career. I didn't think he was going to be able to do anything, and Look, if you look at the Blazers and that organization's track record on drafting top players, man, they have failed on on so many levels. I mean, it's not their fault. They lost dudes to injuries. But this is that one guy who, knock on wood, hasn't had that affect him yet. Um, And I think um, just because of his, his scoring and the way that he plays, and again, that's another guy who I like looking at his leadership and how, he runs the team on the floor. I think he, he, he and Kyrie definitely have a chance to possibly get into that conversation one of these days.
1: Yeah, as far as best of the rest, definitely the same to Kyrie and Dane. I'll um, i, I, I say Dane more so than Kyrie. I mean, I know Kyrie has the ring or whatever, but I can, I can argue 20 other guys would have got the same ring because they played with LeBron. So I think people kind of overrate Kyrie because he hit this little shot and he has a good handle, but Stephen Curry and Kemba got an equal handle as him. But because he hit the shot with LeBron, he gets a lot of extra credit for that. But I would say Dame the most because when you look at a guy's overall legacy, Dame has been about 20 points, or about 20 to 25 points, six assists almost every year. The only thing that's going to really knock him is going to be the playoff stuff. But over time, they'll kind of get forgotten about because people are going to think about, oh, he played in the West. He didn't leave to go join anybody. And he played in the same era as KD with the Thunder, and then KD went and joined the Warriors. So, he'll, he'll kind of get a knock for that. The only, he'll get a passing. I'm sorry. But the only thing you can going really to knock Dane for over his career so far is, dude, you was a three seed, and you got swept by the daggone pillar. That's the only knock against Dame so far. But I think uh, him, Kyrie, they'll definitely make Hall of Fame. Um, that'll be They'll probably be lost for Hall of Fame. But as far as the list, I think Dame could get up there. Kyrie has an outside shot because even though he's a good player, he don't make any teams better. Like guys hate playing with him. So unless he goes to New York with KD or somebody, and they they want a couple of chips. He'll probably miss out on the yeah, list. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a. Y'all know I, I kind of, I kind
3: of hate Kyrie. I'm, a, I, I'm probably uh, the president of the Kyrie hitter club. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and I'm probably the president of the uh, I love Dame Little club. So for me, Damian Lillard does get a pass in the playoffs. Um, like you, like points you mentioned, and my thing about, you know, Dane versus Kyrie, when you get into those kind of debates of uh, who the better player is, um, you know, I always try to think of if they, because this is not, this is not football where you have a, a Julio versus Antonio Brown, where they two different types of receivers, point guards are point guards not and they both are scorers. So they, they, they the same. So, if we were to you know, flip, flip them around career-wise, how do we see the Blazers? How do we view uh, that Cavs team plus now this year's Celtics as far as, like, you know, where where are they at? Because I'm, I'm, every time I look at this Blazers team or Blazers roster um, outside this year, all these before when he's being the three seed, four seed, I'm seeing him saying, like, why? Because last year they got swept by the Pelicans, but in reality – they have two players on their team, and yet they're a three seed. And because I'm not, appre- I wasn't impressed with uh, Nurkic last year, but now he's coming to his own. But the bench was not good. You had Nina who can't shoot on the court. You had uh, who else head had uh, another another black guy small forward. Uh, what's his name? Turner. Turner and Mo Harkless. That's who I'm looking for. They, like none of these guys can shoot the basketball. And you have CJ and Dane, two little guards who. I mean, I mentioned that really guard and guard play. really doesn't win you a championship in the league other than, like, you know, more than a big man or more than a a wing does. And it's it's hard. And, like, I know you want to knock them them against the Pelicans last year, but watching that series, you have an all-NBA defensive player and and Anthony Davis, and you have guys like Rondo, guys like a first-team all-defense, and Drew Holiday. They was really just double-teaming Damian Lillard and Cesar McCullough. And after that, what you going to do? Because they didn't have anybody. But now... I, I love the Nurkish rise. I love um, the addition of Cancer. I love the trade to get in Rodney Hood. And this is the this is the year that I really can say, unless it's, unless you're playing the Warriors, I do not expect you to get swept. I expect you to compete in the series, whether that's four two, four three. If you 3 if you're not playing against the Warriors and you and you get swept, this is uh, this is Dane's fault um, in my opinion because he's the leader of the team and he's the best player on the court for his team. So. This is the year that I'm really gonna uh, kind of like knock him for not making success in the playoffs, uh, but yeah, him, Kyrie, I believe will be in the best of the rest. Um, I want to put Kimba up there, but I need him to leave Charlotte for him to do that. Um, he cannot stay. In, he cannot stay in Charlotte and um, and and rise up on this list, or even or even get a chance to crack it. Um, even even with his even if he's do sustain what he's doing right now. I don't think he'll get there just because of lack of playoffs. He 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 won't have that iconic moment. His iconic mo- his only iconic moment right now is when he was at UConn, crossing the guy, step back, knockdown. down. Other than that, I mean he 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 put on high scoring shots with games in the league, but I mean he doesn't have that iconic moment in the playoffs that we that that we all want to see. Um, but as far as the top eight, I think I think we we kind of I mean not agreeably, but you like for Magic, Big O. Uh, Jason Kidd and Russ, even Chris Paul to an extent, we all kind of like those guys who can who can be well-rounded. And I think that's where Ben Simmons come into play. If I mean, if right now, Ben Simmons is already averaging 16, 8, and 9 without shooting the ball. So if he can get his free throw to 70 and actually shoot the basketball and can get the 22 points a game for a career, with 8 and 8 I mean I Ben Simmons is going to be rising up um uh very quickly just just with stats alone and with that with the stats you're going to have the accolades with the all-stars and possibly all-NBA so I think Ben Simmons might be the only one that can really get the top 8 um and because he's 6-9 he has a little bit more leeway leeway than other guys on his list because they're all guards so with Ben Simmons kind of cheating being a 6-9 like magic uh kind it's, it's kind of it's kind of, it's kind of it's kind of kind of bullcrap a little bit that that you know that he is a point guard,
1: but I think he can get the top eight. That's the only, only guy I really see. Yeah, for the top eight, Ben has the most potential, um, and I want to just give him a shout out. Like Rondo, he's he's always gonna be forgotten about because he played on the Celtics team and he wasn't the big star on that team. But wherever Rondo goes outside of Dallas, Rondo wins. Like the Celtics won a championship, made two finals. He had a career year with the Kings. He went to the Bulls. If he didn't go down, they would have probably beat the Celtics that year in the playoffs. We saw it. We just mentioned what he did with the Pelicans last year. And, you know, of course, this year with the Lakers, you know, it's been a lot of injuries and whatnot. But wherever Rondo goes, he wins. So, I, I
2: think he should just get a, a mention as an elite point guard of his era. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Rondo should definitely get that uh, consideration and that admiration. Um but like you said people are going to overlook rondo because of who he played with on that Celtics team but i mean you can't you can't you can't dismiss the fact that wherever he's going to go he produces in in any light and it's disappointing what's been going on this season uh this year with the lakers but that that whole thing just ain't working at all for any level but rondo should be there and ben simmons man all my dude Ben has to do is get a consistent jumper and it's over with for everybody. Ben Simmons, get a consistent jumper and not look scared at the free throw line. Hey, he he has the potential to be that next Magic. I don't think he going to be that, but either way, he, he got to go work with LeBron in the summer, I know that's his mentor. LeBron got to find that man a jump shot somewhere. He need to
3: go learn. He need to go learn with reality. Allen. <laughs> like he don't, he don't need to learn a jump shot.
1: He, he just change hands, like shoot left it ain't working. He got to shoot with the right hand. If he shoot right handed, being he's a he he's a like his
3: form is not bad. Like it's it's not like we we asking like Lonzo Ball to change his form or you see a guy like Michael Kidd-Green shoot the ball. We we talking about a guy who actually has a nice form who doesn't take a shot. I mean, I think, right. I think he, I think he is a 0% three-point uh, percentage. And I think he took like two or three because the shot clock was running down. It's not like he was doing it on purpose. Uh, he didn't want to get hit. He, He's not putting put no turnovers on his desk, <laughs> but uh, like, <laughs> but uh, like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's confidence or what, because when I went to the Sixers heat game in the warmups, he was shooting the three ball. Like he was shooting the, and he was making it. Like, I I don't know if that's, I mean, obviously, it's a different feel when you have somebody on you guarding you, but like, it's not like he was—he was, was just shooting the ball, and he does—he he does that every every time you warm up. So I don't know what what's the purpose if you're not going if you're warming that the shoot a three ball in the game. Why are you not, you know, why you're not doing that in the in the game play being played? But it' been simply a jump shot, like you said, man. It's it's a problem, and he he he's already—I mean, in my opinion, a top 20, 25 player, and he can't shoot and he really, he, I wouldn't say he costed his team, but last year it did. Now with the arrival of Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris, he, they, they kind of masking that a little bit, so like when the playoff does come, you don't have to rely on Ben Simmons to do it, like, you know, to make to make a, you know, key game shot at the end, but at some point he's going he's gonna to need it. Like Kobe Bryant came out and said um, finally, some, somebody's saying it that he's going to have to learn it. He said he don't need to learn it, but at some point, if you want to last in this league, Russ, Russ obviously ain't picked it up yet, but Outside of him, I mean, even Maggie Johnson started shooting three balls, so you're gonna have to shoot at some point.
1: Man, y'all want to hear something funny? If we'll de- this list like five or six years ago, you know, we'd probably be saying Darren Williams' name, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> hey, <laughs>
1: man, Darren Williams had the, the
3: the real cliff, man. Of um, <clears throat> I, but I was a hey, I was so team Darren Williams over Chris Paul <laughs> in like never. 2007, 2008, man. I'm trying to tell you,
1: never hey, that's funny, never. that's funny, man. Darren Williams. My gosh. Yeah, my, my, my guy with the crisp hairline and everything greased down, he, he fell off bad. He went to Brooklyn. He, he went down bad. Hey, when you, t- so, hey, when you my, chase that money, man, that's that's, a, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah, he chased the money, and that's his karma for getting Jerry Sloan fired. All
3: right, well, that's our time for the day. This is part three, point guard edition. Uh, like I said, hey, we we, we, we got to have a good debate about this one. A lot of point guards everywhere. I appreciate y'all for joining me uh, today, and uh, we out. Yep.
2: forward it's the one move we're all ready to take and at the audi moving forward sales event we're ready to help you on that journey all
1: audi dealerships are now open with tailored solutions to suit your individual needs like the audi a6 saloon with pcp finance from only 499 euro per month now is the time to make an appointment now is the time to start moving
2: forward audi
0: For generations, Cash & Carry Kitchens has been trusted by Irish families to design, build and guarantee kitchens of exceptional quality. And with 15 showrooms nationwide, there's a Cash & Carry Kitchens near you. Visit our website or call 1819 92 92 26 to book a free consultation with one of our expert designers. Cash & Carry Kitchens. For generations, we've been at the heart of Irish homes. Find your nearest showroom at cashandcarrykitchens.com. Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous. Up to five times more polluted than outside air.